Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Intellectual Podcast, where we're adding just a little dash of nuance to the polarizing conversations of the internet. Yes, we there are. There you go. I am Jem. And I'm Renee. And we're your hosts one more time. And this little episode is going to be quite the little episode. Yeah. And we are... She's a little itty-bitty. <laughs> I don't like that, but it's okay. It's not a big deal. It's going to be chill. It's going to be casual. We're doing a little Q&A. Why? Yes. Why are we doing a little Q&A, Renee? Tell me. Because we're burnt out. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> are you really? Are you okay? No. <laughs> I, was like, no, I feel I'm like fine. Our, our work, our work um, schedule is designed with burnout in mind, which no, is why I it's know. the way it is. <laughs> no, because last... <laughs> Our last episode, we were talking about how we went. We were taking it easy a little mm. bit this these past no, couple yeah. weeks. Renee's tired. Post couples therapy, blah blah blah. But we about now when we're recording this, a month or two two months ago, maybe almost. It was on the nineteenth, so like two weeks ago. Wait, no, no, that was August. Yeah. September, October. Oh, yeah. A month, a month and a half ago, Damn. we did a podcast party with our friends to uh, celebrate our podcast, uh, starting it in the first mm. place, and also because that week we had released our tenth episode, and that is a big milestone in the podcast world. Yes, Most it people is. do not get to the tenth episode. I know we're almost on our twentieth. I know that crazy? already. Time we're flies when you're having fun. A little bit. Yeah, a truly. Um, but during that little party, we had uh, put out a little like bowl and asked our guests what they thought we should talk about on the podcast. And we had them write it down and give that to us. And we thought we would put that to use a little bit today mm-hmm. and kind of jump around with some fun topics that our friends uh, gave us yeah. that they thought we should talk about and uh, just kind of have some fun with it. Keep it light. Not too deep, even though that's, you know, the name of our game. We'll try to keep it to two sentences or less. Right, concise exactly. Concise as possible. Yeah, which is honestly a test for us. Yeah, no, this, is a, this, for is, me, this is a for challenge sure. for sure. <laughs> We're actually, how, how concise can you make yourself? Right. Think about what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Form your opinion. Look, I'm being long-winded right now right. as we speak. <laughs> I know, I'm like, stressed out with this as we're speaking about we can, it. We can do it. We're, we're going to make it happen. <laughs> hey, hey, let's get it. We can make it happen. Uh, I always like giving reference to gems. Uh, I don't second. hate it as much as Your I double used life. to. Yeah, my, my, my night job. Yeah, exactly. I, I moonlight as a TikTok <laughs> chef, you know. I feel like you moonlight as a podcaster. Yeah, that's probably true. It's, I feel like it's the opposite. Like mm. in the day you are. It just sounds better to say I moonlight as whatever I'm talking about because I'm podcasting right now. Oh, this you is know? true. This is true. You're mm-hmm. currently doing your moonlighting. I'm moonlighting. <laughs> yeah, currently like, moonlighting. Lighting, yeah, but uh, you know, <laughs> y'all know what I mean. It's yeah. Like, it's whatever, whatever, whatever. But anyways, we thought this would be kind of fun to kind of, you know, jump around a little bit and also kind of gauge what will be, could be more fun for us to go into depth uh, in later episodes and whatnot. You're... Yeah. So without further ado, no crazy intro, no crazy segue. Yeah, we're really just going to get right into it. it. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. Let's start. All right. The roll, shuffle them up. Let's go. Oh, we're shuffling. This is stressing me out. Everything stresses you out. So I don't know how much I care about that anymore. Honestly, you really should not prioritize not stressing me out when I say you're stressing me out because it is true. That's crazy. Okay, that should be enough. I'm not a good shuffler. So. I mean, they're also <laughs> fat. 
cards. Yeah, like, they're, how, they're how like, they're not a deck of cards, you know? They're so, like the thick, like, I don't post-it know. Post-it shit. Yeah. Cut in half. All yeah. weird. All right. But it's all good. Let's see. First question. Right. First question that we have. Oh, this is actually a perfect first one to start right, with. I didn't even intend to do let's it. Let's get it. Uh, what was your first time smoking weed like? Mm, very chill. <laughs> Very chill. Very chill. I How old were you? Falling asleep. Where were you? I think I was like twenty. Okay. Like pretty, pretty um, late in the game because mm-hmm. um, weed is a huge thing in my family. Yeah. And it caused a lot of problems in my family, so mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not gonna do that. Right. And then you know it's just around, mm-hmm. so you smoke it, and I was like, huh, I don't get what the hype is about. What was the form that you smoked it in first? The first time. I want to say a blunt, like mm. usual. I think it was at a party actually. Mm. I was drunk and I was like. Ah. ah, so this is what being high feels like. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I could do without it. Yeah. I was a stoner for a little bit, actually. Really? I was like a hardcore stoner because <laughs> I was drinking too much alcohol and I was like, you know, I'm over this. I'm mm-hmm. tired of drinking. I don't want to be an alcoholic. Yeah. Let me just like go heavy into the weed, right? Sure. And then I felt my memory starting to get affected. Yeah. Like really it does quickly. That. So I was like, wait, no, I like my brain. Right. So. Went back. Went back to the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really care about my liver, to be honest. Right. But my brain, that's, that's my, my bra- bread and butter, man. That's all I have. Right. So. Like, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. Honestly, fair. As you should. You should draw the line at your brain. That yeah. really is all. That's you. Yeah. Um, Even my though your liver is, like, way more important. <laughs> but go on. That's either there. there. <laughs> it's fine. Um, my first time was with my also late bloomer mm. college boyfriend. I probably was a 18 years old. Oh, the first one. And... Huh? The first one. Yeah. Uh, 18 years old. And we went, we were in like the college dorms and he had taken me to like behind a building, like under these oh. trees and bushes. Why was it such a to go secret? Sit, to go what sit the outside. Because I think he wanted to go, like he had a place on campus that he would go smoke outside. Oh. And it was a spot and it was so like unnecessary yeah, in hindsight. Yeah, hella sketchy. Like we did not need to go to, like it was literally like under the cover of like these bushes mm-hmm. or whatever. Anyways, um, and it was a bong. And uh, I just inhaled way too much and it completely just destroyed my throat and i was really upset i'm realizing now because we we so for the audience we shuffled through these questions before we started um the horrible story i was thinking of was actually like the second or third time i smoked weed Mm. and it was actually smoking i took an edible with the same boyfriend and uh took way too much and had like the worst, like like that sort of panic attack where I literally felt like my chest, my heart was sinking into the universe, mm. like a get out situation. Like I literally lost my mind. That is rough. I was like, what? Like if you've ever been way too high, like you ever, you know what that feels. It is literally the worst feeling ever. It is absolutely horrible. Um, so yeah. I'm not a smoker. I don't like, I'm not really a big weed person. Either. Clearly. I'm like, that, alone yeah, that, that gave me like a, not a great experience. And also when I smoke weed, like I pass out. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, like I have friends who are like. I'm a sleeper for sure. I'm 100. I'm, I can't be a social smoker. Yeah, smoking and then they get like super introspective. Mm-hmm. So no, not me. No, not me. I am like, that's me on alcohol. Me mm. on weed. Yeah. I'm like. I'm a dud. Huh? <laughs> I'm a dud. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Peace out. Sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like that like four minutes in literally all right next question wow this is a complete switch up (laughs) 
Let's hear it. Can love really conquer all? Absolutely not. Nope. Absolutely. Love, 100%, really? in every capacity, is never enough. If anything is like, the statement is love is not the end all be all. It's not everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Sometimes it just it doesn't take just love, which is actually what we talked about in our uh, episode about Nadine and Christine on couples therapy. Oh, yeah. How love is not enough. Love is not enough sometimes. Exactly. Love is like the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Right. <laughs> We're trying to not go into detail. Yeah. <laughs> trying to not go into the specifics. Oh, my gosh. All right. This is a fun one. Astro- astrology mm-hmm. and astrological signs. Uh, what is our honest opinion about compat like astrological compatibility? What do you think? First of all, what is your sign? Tell everyone. What's your sign? I'm a Capricorn. Do you if know? You couldn't tell by now. I'm 100 a Capricorn. <laughs> yeah. Do you know your Moon and Rising? I do. Say it. <laughs> rising is Leo. Mm-hmm. Moon is Cancer. Ooh. A very balanced chart. Mm-hmm. One of the perfect combinations Love in the zodiac. Me too. It's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I get, the, I get the logic of the Capricorn, the emotionality of a Cancer, and the mm-hmm. confidence of a Leo. Wow. Like, what? Is that not perfect? <laughs> it's only wins for you. Only wins. That's kind of like my life right yeah. now. So. <laughs> wow, okay. Dub on dub on dub. W, yay. <laughs> fuck it up. Ooh. For sure. Go ahead, Renee. What are yours? Uh, oh, yes. I am a, oh, yes. <laughs> I am a Libra son. Mm-hmm. My birthday is coming up. Uh, for everyone, if you guys want to celebrate me, let me know. Hit me up. I'll, I'll invite you. <laughs> she won't. <laughs> they don't. She no, won't. I won't. Um, yeah, Libra sun and a Leo moon and rising. Mm. So double Leo, which I actually, for a lot of my life, since I knew about astrology, I didn't know that I was a Leo rising. I thought I was a Cancer rising mm. because I got my uh, birth time wrong. Damn. Um, so Living I actually. So a couple years ago, I found I was a double Leo moon, like moon and rising, and I was shooketh to the core. Um, but that being said, do I actually believe in astrological compatibility? I lean towards like not using that as like the uh, like a deal breaker for a relationship of getting into like a. Like if I find out someone's sign is something and I'm like really like vibing with them, I, when I was dating, I wasn't like, oh, I can already like assume this end or that about you. Um, but I also don't know enough about like my extent of compatibility is looking up what signs are compatible with a Libra sun. Right. <laughs> like that's pretty my extent what are your of top it. Three? I think Aquarius, all I remember is Aquarius. Mm. I don't know the others. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely don't believe in the validity of astrology. I think Mm -hmm. it's just a fun pseudoscience like Myers-Briggs. Yeah. But I will tell you this. This is a little glimpse into my mind. Mm -hmm. Because so many people care about it, I go out of my way to anticipate what these people are so I can be what they think I should be. Oh, why don't you just be you, Jim? Because I was a younger, I was a younger boy at the time, oh, and I did you. not care. Got you. I, it was a means to an end. It was for sure. Well, we're honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just, I always, I don't know. I, I will talk about like even like you know, oh, he's a Virgo man, like he's horrible. Mm. I'll talk about it in a fun social way, but like in practicality, I'm not going to judge you based off of like right. Your, because your sign. like on a macro level, a lot of the astrology stuff is accurate because mm-hmm. they're generalities. Yeah, on about a large people. group of people. There's right, going to be a people that align to that. Right? right, but on an individual level, they 
don't account for how a person exists. Yeah. You can be an asshole Gemini and mm-hmm. the best person on the planet and be a Gemini. There's no correlation. Right. But most leaders and okay. CEOs are Capricorns. Mm. So, so that kind of aligns with the Capricorn sign-esque situation. Good for you guys. I mean, just Doing saying. great. Just Doing saying. great. I think a lot of celebrities are Leo Risings. I think it's a... Or some Leo somewhere. somewhere yeah. Because they're dramatic like a, and attention-seeking. It's like a thing. Yeah. All right. Next question. Can I ask some questions? Oh, of course. This is number four? Sure. <laughs> I don't think it matters. Just the I next guess. one. <laughs> All right. Next question. Does your boyfriend need to get along with your friends and or vice versa? Does your significant other need to get along with your friends? Yes. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. No if, thens, or buts about it. 100%. Your, your significant other should get along with your friend. Mm-hmm. It's a red flag if they don't get along with your friends. Your Agreed. friends are the closest representation of who you are as mm-hmm. a person. Said inversely, you are the embodiment of the five people closest to you right yes so if that's the case then if they're not getting along with your friends Mm -hmm. they're probably not going to get along with you and you need to stop using the chemicals of your relationship to justify their red flaggedness damn boom tell them concise tell them i don't have really much to say i agree (laughs) that's it (laughs) it is what it is oh should i do the next one oh we're gonna go back and forth now okay that's how we're gonna do it (laughs) all right the next question is this is a fun one. Talk about which Avenger has the most emotional <laughs> intelligence. I have to remember who the Avengers are at this point. There's so many of them now. Uh, okay, so there's Captain Iron America. Man, Captain America. Thor. Thor Hulk. Hulk. Definitely uh, Hulk. Hulk. Uh, you know what? There's also Black Widow. Black Widow. <laughs> she's hella traumatized. I don't yeah. know about all that. Hawkeye. She's, she's really avoidant. Yeah. We should true. do an episode where we're um, like assigning, what do you call it? Attachment styles to all the Avengers. <laughs> that would be a fun little social that media thing a, to do, right? A little crossover yeah, moment. Yeah, that would be yeah. really interesting. But yeah, um, um, Hawkeye. I think, what's a Scarlet Witch? Is she part of the Avengers or is she? Mm, yeah. She is. Not um, very emotionally intelligent. She's very. No. I mean, look what she did during yeah. WandaVision. Not, that wasn't emotional. No, but it was fun to watch. Yeah, wasn't <laughs> The reason why I was like, huh, maybe, maybe Hulk. I know because obviously he struggles with his emotions, but you think that would maybe make him more acutely aware because he gets triggered by so his emotions. How about we define emotional intelligence <laughs> before we try to decide who has the most of it because being aware of your emotions and then being emotionally well, intelligent it could lead to emotional intelligence mm-hmm. i think Do when you know he's professor hulk he might be the most emotionally intelligent i think one. that's what i'm thinking right of. but is bruce banner the most emotional he said you know what's my secret captain mm-hmm. i'm always angry you know fair 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 sir, <laughs> <laughs> sir? i see you i see you what you're what say that again <laughs> like wow come again that, that could definitely be problematic uh, is spider-man a part of the avengers mm-hmm. he's definitely not emotionally he's a that. child yeah, he's literally, <laughs> literally a child so not quite him wouldn't, wouldn't give that to him yeah um are there are they, they they don't have to be emotionally intelligent they're avengers right so the most emotionally intelligent one is probably either scarlet witch because she has to maintain her emotional state to be a spy right mm-hmm. or nick fury because he's a super spy he's a spy you mean black spies. widow 
Or is there, do you actually mean Scarlet Witch? Oh, yeah. I meant Black Widow. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Scarlet Johansson. Yeah, oh. <laughs> you combine your brain. I see what we did there. It's okay. Black Widow. Yeah. Agent Romanoff. Yes. And or Nick Fury. Ooh, but is he really part of the Avengers? He's in- he's the leader ish. Yeah, no, this is true. And I I would actually probably that one I can agree with. He's probably the most emotionally intelligent for sure. Yeah. For sure. I don't think you have to be emotionally intelligent to be a superhero. No, that's not like required. No, it should be. You just have to have like a self-sacrificial. <laughs> oh, that too. <laughs> no, you don't. Cause not, a lot of those guys don't have superpowers. And by yeah. a lot, I mean so maybe self-sacrificial. <laughs> you wanna. Hey, you know who actually became really emotionally intelligent? Hmm. Doctor Strange. You know what? Why did I forget about him? Because, I love Benedict know. Cumberbatch. No, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Me too. But a little bit less than you do. Clearly. <laughs> like, I, no. Love, no. No, I love him. Oh. No, I. <laughs> I thought I did too, but <laughs> not not enough apparently. Whoa. Push up. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a good one too. He's he's He always, you know. Because, like, he definitely started, like, really arrogant Tony mm-hmm. Stark style. Right. But his character arc was very, um, mm-hmm. like, for the people, by the people. Yeah. I need to be a better person. Yeah. So, good for him. True. I think he had the best. Yeah. I, I agree. I'll Doctor Strange, he's actually an Avenger. Yeah. All right. Next question. I'm exhausted from dating apps and only meeting people at bars. Hmm. How can I meet cute people? Go to where cute people are. Mm do things and go to places where you would like want to meet people. So like if you are a big, like, you know, you really enjoy working out, like you're really active and you want to meet someone who's like, kind of like lives like an active lifestyle like you. And you feel like you would have like the same, like sort of like goals and whatnot as a fellow active person, Mm -hmm. then go to a gym, join classes, join like a, like, you know, local community, like teams or whatever places and spaces where you're going to be sports and shit. exactly that you're going to be around people that are relatively peers who are interested in similar things as you and um do that i think that's a fun way to do that because then you're you know you're already you already have like something in common mm. versus like meeting at a bar and what do you have in common i guess like drinking and you like have to learn and we both go. like to give Friggity fricked. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yikes. I know that was bad. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. I think also just being willing to like approach people too in like random settings. Right. I was about to say there is no place that cute people are. There's cute people everywhere. You just have to have the gall mm-hmm. to approach some people. Yeah. You never know. Your husband might be right next to you standing right. at the grocery store right now. Yeah. Go to apparently in LA, Erewhon is a is a mm-hmm. dating app in of itself. Yeah. And also, especially <laughs> if you're in a big city, mm-hmm. um, I know this person's from LA, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of under the radar, like speed dating type mm-hmm. couple mixers things that yeah. a lot of people go to that you can tap into. That's yeah. another thing. Also, dancing, huh. not clubbing, okay. but like actual dance. Like there's salsa night at places. Ooh. Go learn how to salsa. You're up close mm-hmm. and personal with people, get to chat and get to talking. Yeah an easy way to meet people that's really fun cute people are everywhere there's no one place that cute people hang out you just Mm -hmm. have to stop being scared of the cute people that you see everywhere yeah 100 percent. just be willing to talk and approach Mm -hmm. all right next one which by the way we didn't say hello to all the friends i feel like there's some people that had written here that were at that party that probably might be listening to this episode so i just want to say hello just acknowledging you you. thank you for For, thank you for the content 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we love you. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> awesome. Uh, next question. How to grieve a situationship? My initial answer is you don't, you move on, but that's really like harsh and but like- But also like true though. It's true, but I, how you grieve a situationship is you look in the mirror and you really look at that like interaction that you have and, and realize that it wasn't, it's a situationship for a reason. They did not want to be with you. They did not want to commit with you enough. And um, that should be really be reason enough to want to move on. I think you have to figure out what you're actually grieving. Mm -hmm. I think the hardest thing about a situationship is that everything existed in your mind for so long mm -hmm. that the pain you feel is um, self-inflicted for the most part. Mm. So what are you even really sad at? Are you sad that this person didn't want you? Are you sad that this interaction didn't become what you wanted it to be? Yeah. Are you sad that you're not good enough for this mm -hmm. person? Like, you know, like, what right. are you what are you upset about? Yeah. You have to figure out what you're upset about and then decide if it's something worth being upset about. And usually for a situationship, it's it's not. And the in the long term. For the most right? part. Right. Yeah. Like if it's a, if it's one of those situationships where it's like that person like was ultimately never going to commit to you then being like, do, do I even want to like in the future pursue so hardcore someone and give someone so much like space and time in my brain who did not want to be with me versus going forth and finding someone who does and just taking it as kind of like a lesson in that sense. Or never put yourself in a situationship. But if you do, because this person is grieving a situationship. No, like in the sense that there are many steps to take yeah. in a situationship. To get to so it being a situation. So that it's not a situationship anymore. Yeah. So if you if you find yourself in a situationship and you're interacting with a person that's being wishy-washy, mm -hmm. you can make them less wishy-washy if you're willing to participate in the things that make them less wishy-washy. Most yeah. people don't want to do that because people have this like really um, wishful thinking, idealistic notion that mm -hmm. people should love them for them and that yeah. if they should be enough and this happy fairy tale mm -hmm. will be going on in their lives. Like, no, necessarily. Mm -hmm. If you, you're probably in a situation ship because you started this situation in a way that is less than ideal. So commit, or, commit to the less than ideal nature of it. And also to like half the time, okay, it being two things, you get in a situation ship, those people who do that, they're maybe lying to themselves about not really wanting to be in a relationship yet. They're like engaging with someone who they deep down want to be with and they're kind of putting up with it mm. and then kind of going into that of just not really advocating for yourself and kind of putting up with subpar behavior because you're like, well, it could be this or, you know, we have a really fun time together when we're together or it's like great sex, but not really like be honest with yourself about you wanting more than like wanting a relationship with this person and advocate for yourself. So in the future you could do preventative stuff when you're interacting and dating people so that it won't even become a situation in the first place. Like you could have dipped out of that when the, at, at the first sign that the man didn't want to commit to you mm -hmm. or the girl didn't want to commit to you. Um, or just keep it as a hookup. Right. Well, and I think people that genuinely don't really want a relationship never really end up in situationships because they don't, they're not seeing it as a com trying to commit, Yeah. you know? Also, too, on that notion, mm -hmm. I wonder if the person who's like from the perspective of the person writing this, mm -hmm. how much you actually want to commit to a person. Because right. if you're going after a person that you know isn't really going to commit to you, do you really want to be in a relationship? Maybe you got to check your own self. Grieve that. 
<laughs> grieve, <laughs> grieve your old self. Yeah. How, about, how about that for a change? Take some accountability. Oh. Stop being a victim. Damn. Okay. <laughs> for sure. I'm not upset. I'm really not <laughs> at all. <laughs> okay. I'm really not. <laughs> Trust me about it. First impressions. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You got it. First impressions. Are they usually correct? And are they important? Are first impressions first? Are they correct? Mm-hmm. Yes or no? No. But Why? Elaborate. Go on. Well, I want to give both my answers. At the same because, time? Because, yes, because okay. I do think first impressions are important, but I don't think they're, they're always correct. Hmm. And I think that just depends on the person. I actually believe the opposite. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah, no. I no, think, I think it's um, funny. I think they're usually correct, mm-hmm. but they're not that important. Because what you, what you perceive as mm-hmm. your first impression will give you a concept a perception of what this person is yeah but they are more than their first impression totally 100 so sure your first impression is correct Mm -hmm. is it as important not all the time i think i'm saying the opposite for relatively the same reason isn't that funny (laughs) (laughs) they both can mean like literally literally, like it's not it's not important or it's super important because if first impression matters but like it's not correct because it changes people are more than their first impression right we are the opposite ends of the same coin and that's okay yeah and we I got, think we got to the same point. Yeah, we did. We're like, I, like, I believe the exact opposite thing. Actually, and it's like we believe the exact same thing. Exact we just word it differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think even like is especially, uh, and I don't know if this person is talking about it in that sense, but like in like a romantic sense, mm-hmm. get to know the person. Yeah. I think it's always always good. Like your first impression of a of a unless it's like really a like horrible and like not no, good. See, yeah, that was my thing too. Like, <laughs> it de- really depends what the first impression is. Like, yeah, is your first impression of this person that they're a bigot? Yeah, then right. Maybe we we keep it pushing. How about we don't even try to find out if it's important or correct or not? Like, yeah. that's enough. That should be enough. That's enough right. for me. That's <laughs> not, hopefully, it's enough for you. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that's enough for you. Ooh-wee. Oh my gosh. Go off, queen. Go off. All right. Next question. This person is asking advice on how people's opinion can affect your relationship and mm. how to grow from it rather than letting it have an effect on you and your partner. That is hard because I can already tell mm-hmm. by the way that that is, situation is worded. Yeah. The person's opinion that is being given mm, yeah. is a person that matters. matters so no one cares about the opinions of people that don't matter and if they do matter it's really hard mm-hmm. to separate a person's opinions from the relationship because usually if they're mm-hmm. close enough to matter if they're close enough that their opinion matters mm-hmm. they're close enough that their opinion is probably correct i yes and i think that it depends on what the opinion is about the significant other, right? Like it, it kind of like, it's like a little bit situational or not situational, just like what, what the opinion is that's affecting the relationship and like how much uh, validity to take that, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Of just like, okay, you, you know, yeah, you're in this relationship and you have like either maybe like say like a sibling or a close family friend that has something happened either between you and your partner or something your partner did or does that, or maybe even just like an opinion on the relationship in general. Mm. Like those are all like different things that there's an opinion on. 
and also what exactly it is as well could because I am always of the mind when someone is giving an opinion to really understand the perspective that they're coming from because people really do come in with their own experiences and perspectives that's really informing the way that they're interpreting whatever situation they're mm. interpreting in your relationship. Right. And yes, sometimes because they are your close person, they, you know, it's, there's like good standing to that and you need to hear it out and listen 100%. But, you know, there are also situations where it doesn't necessarily need to be taken with so much weight because that person could be speaking from a fear of their own experience. Um, and even though, you know, you may have no, you may know this person for years longer than your partner, you are the one interacting with your partner the most. So it's really taking that advice or that information, that opinion and, and, and stewing over it a little bit and deciding, you know, how, how important it is. I know that's not really like an answer, but it, for me, from like my point of view, it is a little bit like contextual. That is an answer, first of all. Okay. Second of all, everything should be taken with a grain of salt. Yeah. Only you can understand how a person's opinion applies to your situation. One. Two, mm-hmm. if a person's opinion that you know cares about you and that actually matters is bothering you, I think it's worth looking into. Totally. Um, but at the end of the day, like Renee said, you are the one in your relationship and you have to learn how to separate the relationship you're participating in with the optics and the opinions of the external world because Mm -hmm. a lot of people find themselves completely entangled with opinions on people that don't necessarily matter to the relationship. Why? Mm -hmm. Because only you and your partner matter to the relationship and external opinions don't. Yeah. They don't, even if they're correct, even if they're true, no matter what it is, like Mm -hmm. they don't matter that much unless something egregious is happening. (laughs) Right. And you're like in a very toxic problematic interaction yeah if you're okay if you're okay with what's going on then you just have to be okay with what's going on and if yeah. you want an opinion then you're probably going to ask a question inviting that opinion into the relationship yeah for you to consider yeah if you don't ask for it and people are just volunteering an opinion that is just an opinion mm-hmm. take it with a grain of salt yeah they're not as important as people try to make it the people that mm-hmm. give the opinions are important mm-hmm. the opinions that the people give are less important yeah because 100%. you are the one that has to deal with your partner. Unless it's yeah. me giving you my opinion. Because it's usually correct. <laughs> is it wrong? No, my, my opinion is usually right. Oh I have a 99.99% accuracy. I'm so dead. You should listen to my opinion on things. You should, But when it's my opinion, take most a listen. Opinions, most opinions need to be taken with up. a grain of salt unless it's mine. Okay. For sure. Just saying. <laughs> Yeah. You'll save yourself a lot of tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but that's neither here nor there. Okay. <laughs> my turn? Yeah, my turn. Yeah. How to know if someone is truly compatible? Horrible handwriting, <laughs> by the way. I'm, Jesus Christ. Um, I think it was just the Sharpie and it was their writing kind of small. How, how do you know if someone is truly compatible and if and when is the right time to move on? You can start. I have, oh my my, I have my opinions. I, I'm i trying to give it in like a concise way. I'm mm. not sure that like... Okay, well, I'll start while yeah. you concise yourself. Um, the moment you have to ask this question is the moment that is the right time to move on. A lot of people find themselves in interactions and relationships that go on way longer than they should. And they shouldn't go on longer than your ability to participate in it. If you find yourself not committed to the participation 
and you have to contemplate and like really force yourself to be in a situation that you know deep down you don't want to be in you one owe it to yourself to move on why because it's not fair to you to put yourself in a relationship and give what is required in a relationship if you don't want to do that and two it's not fair for your partner because you're robbing them of the romantic ideal experience that you promised them by committed to committing to them in the first place Mm -hmm. so if you have to think about it it's probably past that time right and then you can't know if you're truly compatible with someone because that's a retrospective question totally no matter what your answer will always be affected by the outcome of your interaction if you die together everyone and yourself will say that you guys were perfectly compatible if you break up in six months people will say you weren't compatible and it's just kind of how it is i think compatibility is created and it's not a natural system. Mm-hmm. There's people that you align more with and it's easier to create a relationship with. But no one is 100% born and truly compatible because that goes into the nature of like soulmates and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Which, you know, we had an entire episode about that. Yeah. So We do not believe. There's not a person that you're born to be with, <laughs> but you can 100% learn to grow and be with anyone. Yeah, 100%. And with that, I think that if when asking yourself this or at least like reflecting on the relationship that you like that you're currently in thinking about as this as the relationship is with this person in the direction that it's going is that the life that I want to like live is this person that I'm with are we going is a potential life that we can create the life that I want mm-hmm. um, and kind of going back to I had said this in a previous um, episode recently um, and it's something that has really resonated with me. (laughs) I've been talking about it a lot, like with my own boyfriend, Matt, um, about whether you have a shared purpose in life and whether you can create that shared person purpose with this person. Cause that's really what it's about, right? You're creating, Mm. you create the relationship that you want and you can for, you know, to make it like general, you can do that with anyone, you know? Um, it's really about like having a vision for the life that you want to lead and, and seeing whether that person can complement that well and be along that journey with you mm-hmm. and w- without having to sacrifice themselves too much, without having you to sacrifice yourself right. too much. If you're completely um, derailing your life purpose to be with the person, no, you're not compatible. Yeah. Simple. Easy answer. Yeah. And when's the right time to move on from that? Immediately. <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday is too late. Damn. Hurry. Hurry. <laughs> You're already behind. Wait. <laughs> Not We're to late. Be really anxious. But yeah, uh, that's all on that. All right. Next question. And my my last one, my last card. Um, so second to last question. <laughs> I don't know why I'm giving all this preface. Concise. Come on. Come on, ma'am. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Question, how and when to talk about money, finances, what's fair, equal? I think from the jump in some aspect way or another, you should always be talking about finances, but the depth in which you talk about it just increases. It's like when you first start dating, you you talk about your job, what you do, mm-hmm. the things like the way that like what you like to do, where you like to go. You maybe will have some discussion since you guys are going on dates about like 
oh, you know, do we go 50 50? You know, would I prefer my man to buy me like to to pay? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like (laughs) that sort of thing. Um, and then as time goes on, you kind of, in, as you become more comfortable, you talk more in depth about, uh, other things, but I think it should always be like ingrained in your, in your dynamic, in your relationship from the jump. I agree. So it's never, and what's fair and equal, it really is up to you guys, right? Like I hear so many ways that people go about it and like, their marriages or their relationships depends on what you and your partner's income is. If it's like wildly different or the same, or, um, there's just so many ways to do it. Um, but in terms of like a, like you're just like in a relationship in your young twenties, um, it's really up to you. And also too, I think, especially if you guys are are, freaking broke in their early twenties. And it should be in that, in that time, just relatively like, like you shouldn't, like, I don't expect so much more from my partner than what he can give. Right. You know what I mean? You should have a realistic understanding of what they're able to provide. And are they willing to provide what they can? Yeah. And if you're not okay with that and you would rather have someone with more money, then that's There's your own prerogative. There's 100% uh, demographic for that. Right. And you'll just have to be okay with what is required. Yeah. But when you're, I don't know, I'm of the mind, like if, especially if you're in your early 20s, like expecting your uh, man to pay for everything is a little extreme to me unless like they like really came up on the come up early in life. Good for them. Good for them. Um, But otherwise I think it's a little extreme whether your man or your woman is motivated and is like making a life for themselves and a career for themselves is a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. But expecting them to pay for everything I think is a little much. Again, we'll have a money episode where we get really into the, nuances of money and dating but i Mm -hmm. think finances should be talked about more yeah it's the number one reason why people break up yeah so because of that i think it should just be discussed more yeah what was the question how and when to talk about finances money and what's fair the how we'll have to elaborate on later Mm -hmm. the when as soon as you feel comfortable enough to do so Mm -hmm. it should always be talked about like you said because it's not it's not a big deal yeah it's not a big deal i don't know why it's like so egregious to be like oh yeah i make like 80k a year yeah no i've always like i think matt and i talked about how much we made pretty early on i make 15 dollars an hour yeah why is that like pulling teeth right it's still like a weird like left like residual like taboo thing in america i feel like because it used to be super taboo to talk about finances or like how much money you make i just didn't want to admit that i was poor yeah that's a separate issue right (laughs) of course my pride i was like i have no money yeah (laughs) i don't have money so so i don't want to talk about that yeah at all Um, but now it's nice to talk about yeah i made ten thousand dollars today yeah oh wow that's super cool yeah mr influencer yeah i mean it's not a big deal anymore Mm -hmm. i got it (laughs) oh whatever anyways Uh, it's a great feeling to have been poor to not be poor anymore Mm. you understand yes i do i do and the last but definitely not the least question Uh, better be a good one (laughs) (laughs) it is this is actually like the best one we got so far okay to just in my opinion Mm -hmm. what is it like dating people of different faiths Mm, that is a fun one again this one needs its own episode also could use its own episode but just in a nutshell i've come to believe and i've come to understand 
that most major religion most major religions especially monotheistic religions are relatively talking about the same thing yeah it's just about who and what they call who and what they call right it's like so, which prophet do you follow right is it muhammad <laughs> is it allah is it jesus yeah. is it god right is it jesus or not jesus but just god yeah <laughs> the jewish people right um right. you know even like buddhist people kind mm-hmm. of align a lot with mm-hmm. christianity based on like what jesus is actually teaching a lot of people are like well he was basically teaching buddhism i was yeah. like yeah for all intents and purposes everyone's just arguing about what happens when you die yeah. and of course they're going to argue about what happens when you die mm-hmm. because no one knows what happens when you die we just have to hope trust and believe that something happens <laughs> right? right and so of course we're going to be in conflict but mm-hmm. um in this case love is enough I, I i would agree with that it can be hard in those like faiths to how do i put this because i don't want it to be a judgment of this person's like faith of how like faithful nah, judge them okay because judge them for sure because <laughs> this is like my brain is like going as like a former christian mm. when you're like in that really hardcore you can't date people outside of your faith yeah so for you to want and be okay like putting yourself in a place where you are okay with an interfaith relationship you at least have a very progressive view of faith already and not like the more traditional and so like it like you're saying it really doesn't matter but at the same time when i'm thinking about like those people who are like christians like i could not imagine them i cannot imagine them not marrying another christian like it would be really hard um the failure of really religious Mm-hmm. Christians and stuff like that, especially like Christians specifically, that's the thing I'm most familiar with. Yeah, um, it's very performative. Mm-hmm. It's super performative. Yeah, and they miss the point mm-hmm. every time. <laughs> In the performance, they miss the point. Yeah. So if you actually understood what you were performing, you would understand that it's not about. Like oh, whether what you call yourself, like yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, do you love this person? Are you with this person? Mm-hmm. The thing that's hard about different faiths is mm-hmm. raising your kid. Like, which one are you going to raise them as? Because that's one hundred percent indoctrinating. Yeah, and it matters. Yeah, right? our mom is going to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. We're going to the mosque every Wednesday. Like, yeah, that matters. Yeah, but it'd be cool. Like, depending on how actualized and intelligent you are, you can give your kids the most interesting. Mm-hmm display of what all religion is trying to get to totally like this beautiful coexistence you have a cool opportunity yeah and give let them decide and see what they want to participate in and really give them the critical thinking that is required to choose what they want to believe yeah like that's a really that's a really exciting thing to mm. um embark in but if you're listening to this no that's not true but <laughs> i'm not gonna like attack the listeners but for the most part people yeah. that believe so strongly in what they believe mm-hmm. aren't aware enough to do that yeah they're and they're simply not seeking out someone of a different faith yeah. to be in a relationship with so. it like completely goes against but i think even like like in today's world it's people are less people are just less religious so it's you you come across it less or like it becomes less of a problem Mm -hmm. so even like like matt and i like i come from a christian background his family is jewish Mm -hmm. but even it's like his his family like they 
like they're more like Jewish in like the culture and tradition aspect, less so the religion. And that's on like a lot of Jewish like people. Like the bar mitzvah stuff. Like they celebrate the holidays out of like tradition Hanukkah? and culture. Kwanzaa? Hanukkah, there was re recently Yom Kippur. There was another oh, holiday. Kippur, yeah, um, there's a lot of Jew. Like after being with Matthew, like I'm like, damn, y'all yeah, really, really got, Jewish people got a lot of Dude, holidays. Between the black stuff and the Jewish stuff, <laughs> y'all yeah. are lit. No, literally, literally. Let's go crazy. Mm -hmm. Norny's dating a Jewish girl too, so yeah. Jew it up. Maybe I'm going to find a Jew so we can all just like intermingle oh my god black and juice black and juice <laughs> kanye was wrong <laughs> we're uniting yes it's wonderful the second generation baby yes mulatto babies let's go oh my gosh for sure but yeah um, nah. it, yeah it doesn't it's as big as a deal as you make it to be yeah at the end of the day and if you're a person of faith not caring if you date someone or with someone with a different faith then it won't be that big of a deal but It'll just be something that you'll have to navigate. Yeah, and you're probably not that person, so good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that. Oh, gosh. But yeah, that's it. Wow. Short little episode, sweet and concise. Short I love sweet. that. I feel like energized from no, that. that. No, literally. Great. That's kind of crazy. we are going on and on forever. There is something to be said about a nice, fun little uh, filler episode. There's also something to be said about our ability to answer questions versus our ability to talk about concepts. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> it means that we're way better at answering questions. Yeah, more like concisely. When, when we can filter all the information in our brains to one specific point, mm -hmm. we're really good at accessing that information. Yeah, this is true. Something to think about in the way we frame these episodes. Mm -hmm. Well, Next podcast party, maybe we'll do another, or actually, maybe we'll just Q and A from like source from our social yeah. media next time. That's the that's um, the goal, right? Yeah. In the next couple months. So, hopefully, hopefully, we're on to bigger and better things. Yes, like we said last week. Exactly. Let's go. But anyways, that's it for us this week. That was yeah. fun. I like that. Yeah, that um, was a good time. I hope you guys enjoyed I'm it. I'm going well. to put all these questions and answers into social media posts. So fun. Feel free to comment on what you want to comment on and yes. enjoy the discourse because and that's fun. Yeah. And like all those uh what is it? Like, follow, all that good stuff on we dot the intellectuals mm -hmm. to find that. So alrighty. Well, at the end of the day, I'm Jem. And I'm Renee. And we're the Intellectuals. Intellectuals. Signing off until next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, my.